0: Hey there, gang. Welcome back to Meddling Kids Podcast, where we cover all things scary and weird for listeners near and far. My name is Bree. And my name is Cord. And we are roommates who met on Twitter in 2020 and became instant best friends. <laughs> <laughs> our mutual interest for true crime and all things spooky have brought us together to create this gorgeous podcast, whose name is heavily inspired by our favorite cartoon growing up. And I would have gotten away with it too if it were one for you meddling kids.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> we didn't get much feedback on the let's split up, so we have decided to go with another true crime case today.
0: Maybe if we feel like it, we can add a bonus episode every now and then where we cover some freaky, less depressing stuff. Um, We forgot
1: to mention in our previous episode, but we do get all of our information about the cases from research, um, from news articles and documentaries, and this information we provide may not always be 100% accurate, we do not intend to offend or disrespect anyone mentioned
0: in the podcast. As per usual, we would like to give a content warning for our listeners slash viewers, because we are on YouTube now, as you can see. Um, that this case that we're we're covering today is extremely disturbing and we will be talking about murder. Obviously.
1: (laughs) 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 And with all that being said, let's get into it. Meddling Kids
0: Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2, The Pig Farm. Mm -hmm.
1: All oh, right, let's get into Mr. Picton, shall we?
0: It's Willie Wildred Picton.
1: <laughs> Robert William Picton was born on October 24th, 1949. His, his nickname was
0: Willie. <laughs> Why Willie? Well, I guess William. And William isn't. A... I, yeah, I, did, I didn't put that together until right now. Yeah. Okay, so in <laughs> 2007, Robert Picton was convicted of the murders of six women. In an undercover interview, he admitted to killing 49. He said his only regret that he hadn't gotten an even 50. Can you imagine? That's the goal, 50. Six
1: I mean, small fox. goals, guys. Let's set them. Um, he was born and raised in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. We can't say that. We don't know how to say it, and we're really sorry.
0: Poco. That's what that's. It's oh yeah, let's call it Poco. That's what they were, were calling call it. it poco. I think it was Poco. poco. So his parents were Leonard and Louise Pickton, and Willie was—I can't even get behind calling him Willie. Let's just, just call him Robert. I'm just gonna call. I'm him... I'm not giving him the satisfaction call, yeah. of giving him, calling him by just his name. I'm call nickname. him Robert. So Robert was the middle sibling. He had an older sister Linda and a younger brother David. His older sister didn't grow up with them, um, his family because he was raised on a pig farm, which I don't know if we even mentioned that yet. But his what what was it that his dad said about his, his sister? Dad
1: said that um, a pig farm was not a suitable place for a young lady to grow up on.
0: I mean, get into it. <laughs> yeah, much, much. And uh, look how she turned out. Fine. I don't know anything about her, to <laughs> be honest. I didn't even look her up. Um, funny that the dad even made that happen when he had nothing to do with raising the boys at all, so. Yeah. Um,
1: their mother made them prioritize, like, working in
0: the farm with the livestock over hygiene and bathing. Yeah, like, they even skipped school to work on the farm. Um, They stunk, man. They were fucking, they were reeked. They stank of pig manure. Pig manure. (laughs) Manure. (laughs) Manure. Both brothers, David and Robert, I will not be calling him Willie as previously stated, (laughs) were bullied and given nicknames such as Stinky Piggy, so... (laughs) (laughs) Shocking, in then, yeah, But they, well, they stunk. Like, they were, like they were dirtbags. And Mother didn't care. She was like, go on. Um, Robert had
1: a fair of showers, which he claimed was because his mother had always insisted him and his brother take baths.
0: So, obviously, they were clearly abused. She was, in the documentaries, she was said to be very, like, her voice was very distinct. Like, she was, she was a cunt. She was. I'm going to say it. Oh. Um,
1: yeah, she was neglectful.
0: But although Louise treated the boys like the way that she did, um, Robert was very attached to her and like thought the sun shined out of her hole. Robert dropped out of high
1: school in 1963 at the age of 14 and became a butcher's apprentice.
0: He loved it, too. He loved slicing them up. But he did have a, a pet, a cow, cow yeah, a calf. He
1: had, he had a pet calf, and he came, and he loved this little calf, name unknown. He came home one day, and the calf was nowhere to be seen, and he asked mummy, where's my calf? And she said, go check the firm. And he went down, and the calf had been slaughtered. That and so then sad. It was said that that was, like, the last time he ever felt... Mm-hmm. Um, like empathy empathy yeah. and sympathy for human life or any like life. Yeah,
0: it fucked him up. Good. So we did find a very horrific story that reveals much more about his mother than himself. This is from the Toronto Star. Um, This is disturbing. I This this made me sad because like he didn't have a chance. Like every time we cover a case, I'm just like they never stand a fucking chance. Honestly,
1: I think his mom had a very big role in... The way he 100%. turned 100%. She was definitely
0: a sociopath. So, okay. <laughs> Dave. Buckle in. Is, was Dave younger or older? Dave's the youngest. Okay, so when Dave was getting his license and learning how to drive, on the evening of October 16th, 1967, he had recently acquired his driver's license, as I just said, <laughs> and he took his father's 1960 red truck from the farm and headed east along Dominion Avenue towards Burns Road. It was about 7.40 p.m. Just ahead of him, on the right side, one of the neighborhood kids, a 14-year-old boy named Tim Barrett, was walking down the road. How exactly it happened, no one can say, but Dave slammed right into him. Um, Dave knew then right away
1: that Tim, who was lying- I'm sorry. Crumpled. Why? I'm not, it's not funny. I don't know when I was- Crumpled. When I- All right, I'm gonna start over. Dave knew right away that Tim Absolutely. who was lying crumpled on the road was very badly hurt and he raced home in a panic to tell his mother what had happened and Miss Louise in, stopped what she was doing, hurried over to the place where the injured boy lay. And we don't know if his mother drove or went on foot. They all went back.
0: But um, they did all go back together. To the scene of the crime. Sorry, guys. I just want to mention. don't think this is funny. It's just some words just hit me differently, and I can't explain why. Crumpled. Whoever wrote this, yeah, I'm just gonna reread it. Should be fired. <coughs> Sorry. After looking Tim over, she
1: realized she had to get rid of him. So she rolled him down a hill into a um, deep slough that ran along the side of the
0: road, and pushed him in there. And turned around and went home, and he drowned. So Dave drove the truck to a mechanic in Poco, still not going to try to attempt to say that word, who handled the Picton family's vehicles and asked the man to bang out a dent in the front of the hood and replace a broken turn signal. He even wanted him to repaint the area with the same red house paint the Pictons had used on their truck before. The mechanic repaired the dent and the turn signal, but refused to do the painting.
1: The next morning, one of the neighbors, a woman whose son had seen Tim the night before, went out to help Barrett searched the road area. Barrett spotted his son's shoe on the side of the road, looking around this spot. He and his neighbor reached to the slough that runs about 10 feet from the road, peering down into the water, and they spotted Tim's body.
0: The autopsy showed that the cause of death was drowning, not the injuries he had suffered when the truck hit him. Although these were significant, he'd suffered a fractured skull with a subcranial hemorrhage and a fractured dislocated pelvis. But the pathologist who did the autopsy stated that these injuries would not have killed him. So if Miss Piss didn't fucking roll him down the side of the hill there and called an ambulance, he probably wouldn't have died because he did not die because he got hit by the truck. He died because he went face first into a fucking puddle. So the coroner filed a report listing the death as a drowning. Dave did not get off scot-free, though. He was just sent to juvenile court.
1: But, like, all the same, though, okay, they're making you go to juvenile court, but your mother is covering it up
0: for you. Mm -hmm. So really, do you really feel like you did something wrong? Well, Louise was never charged. But this true story quickly got out among the neighbors. And many years later, in the 1990s, Robert Picton told the story to one of his closest friends. And that's how it got leaked that all of this like was in the news and stuff like that
1: while this event would have scarred dave more than his brother
0: this chilling portrait of louise as a mother remains so that gave him the sense that killing was okay so that obviously played a big role in what is to come in the rest of this episode (laughs) so their father died in 1978 and shortly um After that, their mother did die the following year.
1: Which meant they left the family farm to the children, but Dave and Linda did not want anything to do with the farm, so
0: Robert took over the farm, and David moved into the main house. The brothers registered the farm as a non-profit organization called the Piggy Palace Good Time Society in
1: 1996. Sounds like a hoot. Chancellor, if you have to put good times into something that you're supposed to have good times at?
0: Probably not a good, <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> good times. No, no,
0: it's not a good time, no.
1: <clears throat> they were claiming that they would hold events and dances and exhibitions on behalf
0: of wealth like other wealthy organizations. These events quotations would include wild parties, drug raves, and many sex workers would gather at the farm. Most of these parties would have
1: 1,500 to 2,000 people coming and congregating in this gorgeous little farm they had. The Piggy Palace. The Piggy Palace of Good Times. And some of those members included the Hells Angels.
0: Now we're gonna get into the juicy, that he was caught. He's been caught. Yeah, so this, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> on March 23rd, 1997, Picton was charged for the attempted murder of wendy how do you say her last name eastetter eastetter yeah and she was a sex worker that he had picked
1: up she had told police that he had stabbed her multiple times and had
0: even handcuffed her did he handcuff her to like a bed or did he just like handcuff her i think he was just trying to like restrain her i know in the documentary like she when she got out when she ran away she was naked and she got out of the farm and she ran down the road and like an older couple had picked her up, so.
1: Yeah, and they thought like, she was gonna like mug them or something, but when they saw the cuffs and like the injuries, they were like,
0: oh shit. she And the, she was. She was sliced and diced. She uh-huh. was scarred, what was Mrs. said? She was scarred up everywhere. Yeah, she it, was, was, she, it was like
1: cuts from like here to here.
0: She did um, she did end up like in an altercation with him. I think she got him back a couple times. Yeah, she
1: managed to disarm him and then stabbed mm-hmm. him which she was, was a uh, fighter. What made her able to escape?
0: Picked in was then, after she attacked him back, well, I wouldn't say attacked him, she disarmed him. She defended herself back with the stab yes. wounds. He was treated at Eagle Ridge Hospital.
1: One of her friends, though, actually said for every stab he gave her, she gave him one back.
0: She was strong. She's a queen.
1: He, he was arrested. But he was released with two thousand dollars bond, and then was the charges were dismissed in January of nineteen ninety eight because she was so she was terrified. Yeah, to she was to too scared to
0: testify against him. On February six, two thousand two, the police executed a search warrant for illegal firearms on the Picton property, and both brothers were arrested and once again released because released, they
1: love releasing them. Um, this was a tip that was given by a truck driver who knew
0: the Picton brothers and knew that they had... The firearms? Yeah. Um, the thing that I hate about the Canadian justice system mm. is that their biggest priority is... Getting people back out. They Yes, they want to rehabilitate criminals and get them back into society as functioning human beings, which, understandably so, yes, in some cases, but, I mean, this... Once again, I feel every time we cover a Canadian case, it's always because they're released so many times. It's just the justice system is so flawed, and it's it could be prevented time and time again. It's so know. frustrating, so frustrating. Yeah. Canadian so cases. they were released,
1: but during <laughs> they were released. Yeah. <laughs> so during the search, um, a couple of belongings of a few missing women were found in the house, such as a puffer.
0: Oh, yeah. Or inhaler.
1: Did they find with that? One of the then? names
0: of one of the girls. Yeah. So that? Then they found it. So. Then they had him on surveillance, like the police. Yeah. Then they
1: they they didn't care about David. Mm. They were like, okay, but because they found that, and because mm. the truck driver, said it was Robert mm. exclusively,
0: they were like, well, we need to mm. keep an eye on him. On February twenty second of that year. Picton was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder for the deaths of Serena Abbotsway and Mona Wilson.
1: Um, On April 2nd, three more charges were added for the murders of Jacqueline McDonald, Diane Rock, and Heather Bottomley.
0: A sixth charge for the murder of Andrea Josbury on April 9th, and a seventh for Brenda Wolfe on September 20th. Four more for the murders of
1: Georgina Papin. Patricia Johnson, Helen Hallmark, and
0: Jennifer Firminger. Another four more charges for the murders of Heather Chinook, Tanya Hallett? Yeah. Sherry Irving and Inga Hall, bringing it to 15 charges on October 3rd, 2004. On
1: May 6th of 2005, 12 more charges were laid.
0: Bringing the charges to 27, making it the largest serial killer investigation in Canadian history.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Forensic analysis was difficult because the bodies were left to be decomposed by bugs and just like weather conditions and also
0: some of the bodies were directly fed to the pigs on the farm. On March 10th, 2004, it was revealed (laughs) Picton had grounded up human flesh and mixed it with pork and sold it to the public. Jail. Electric chair. Death to them all. The Pictons. The Pictons. Not all of them. Well, yeah. Just a couple. All of them. No, this particular family specifically. Well, two of them are dead.
1: Well, Linda didn't do nothing. Okay, Linda, okay. Okay, hey, Linda, Stan. as for Linda.
0: We don't know nothing about this bitch.
1: She didn't grow up on a pig farm. She didn't kill no one. Okay, well, not that we know of. Um, Picton's trial began on January 30th. 2006 in Westminster, and sorry, in New Westminster, somewhere in BC.
0: We don't know the geography of BC. Yeah. I don't know where that is. I didn't do Canadian geography. I've never been, so I don't know. He pleaded not guilty to 27 charges oh. of first degree murder. Who would have thought? Imagine. Um, yeah, actually, I didn't do it. <laughs>
1: like, my, that's my thing. It's like, if you're gonna kill all these people,
0: why not he literally said, "You literally said, yeah, I killed 49, but I'm fucking pissed. I never got to 50, but I actually, I'm not guilty of 27. So if she didn't do that, it was a lie. God. Sorry, I don't know what got into me. I just lied. <laughs> Something took
1: over me there, guys. Got a little blue going on.
0: <laughs> got a little blue going on. <laughs> this
1: case was very strict in courts. Even reporters were not allowed.
0: Is it going to pick up Nikki snoring on the uh, mics, do you think?
1: Yes. <laughs> Nicole, you sleepy? <clears throat> this case was really strict in court. Even reporters were not allowed to disclose any of the material that was pleaded in arguments. Yep, it was.
0: Yeah. There was media ban because even still to this day, there's stuff that has not been released to the public that happened in court. Yeah. Okay, I feel so bad for the jury. Imagine having to sit through that and listening to all of those disturbing details, and there has been, obviously, we will get into that in a little bit, the disturbing details that was released, I'm sure it was way worse than what we know. On March 2nd, 2006, one of the 27 counts was rejected due to lack of evidence. On August 9th, the
1: judge severed the charges, splitting them into one group of six counts and the other in a group of 20 counts.
0: So this is where it gets a little complicated with laws, justice system. Honestly, when I was researching this, I didn't really know what half of it meant. I kind of broke it down so it was a little easier to understand, so just bear with us. Basically, this meant the trial proceeded on the six counts and the remaining 20 would have been in a separate trial. Right. The reason being that the 26 counts at once would have been an unreasonable burden on the jury as the trial could last up to two years.
1: And also, sometimes when it comes down to um, cases like this, you can't contact with other people while you're on the jury.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you have to yeah, like stay up in a hotel room and stuff. And if they had charged off for of the 26 at one time, it could have been like a huge right. increase for a mistrial. Mm-hmm. Like some one thing could have thrown yeah. it all off and he would have gotten away scot-free.
1: Right, so the judge explained that the six counts he had chosen had materially different evidence and they stood out more and they had a better chance of proving that Robert committed these murders.
0: The date for the jury trial for the six counts was supposed to start on January 8th, 2007, but it was postponed till January 22nd. I don't know why.
1: It's just how it <laughs> <works>.
0: <laughs> What else is new every yeah. time? Like, that is just how it the is. The judge
1: probably fucking stubbed his toe. On that date, Picton faced first-degree murder charges for the deaths of Frey, Abbotsway, Pappin, and Josbury, Wolf and Wilson.
0: The media ban was lifted, and for the first time, Canadians heard the details of the unimaginable case. And like I said before, the media ban was lifted, but there's still stuff that wasn't allowed to be spoken about. Right,
1: so let's get into that now. So some of the things that the media was told about was skulls cut in half with hands and feet stuffed inside, the remains of one victim found stuffed in a garbage bag, and her bloodstained clothes found in Picton's trailer. Another of the victim's jawbones and teeth were found beside the slaughterhouse.
0: Can I say this next part, please? I just wanna let the world know what this man did. All right, so Cordelia would like to do the honors of saying this next part. A 22 caliber revolver with an attached dildo containing both his and his victim's DNA. In a videotaped recording played for the jury, Pictum claimed to have attached the dildo to his weapon as a makeshift silencer. Sure. Okay. What the fuck? What? Okay. (laughs) Fuck. I mean, (laughs) hey, I got no words for that one. (laughs)
1: Lab.
0: Sorry. I can't
1: help it. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. So fuck. Okay. Sorry. Lab staff testified that roughly 80 unidentified DNA profiles, around half male, half female, had been detected on
0: evidence. Lots of DNA. Lots of sex was happening. I feel that's, where that, that, that's what that means. They found night vision goggles, two pairs of faux fur-lined handcuffs, a syringe with three milliliters of blue liquid inside, and a Spanish fly aphrodisiac. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Like a, like a date? Right. No, aphrodisiac's like something to like, get in the mood. Sexy time. It was like the Spanish fly. It's like the Spanish train, that song? I That's No, it's like, I guess it was, I don't know, something that, you know, like some foods and smells and stuff for like- Like supposed, oysters. Yeah, supposed to make you horny, like, I don't know. I don't know what the fucking Spanish- fuck is a
1: Spanish fly? I have they no idea. i Spanish, I don't you? know. I it's don't. a house fly that speaks Spanish? Hola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. There was a videotape of Robert's friend Scott Chubb saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chubb. I'm sorry. You no, know I love to say that instead of a boner. Fine. <clears throat> there was a videotape of Robert's friend Scott Chubb saying. <laughs> Just call him Scott. Just call okay. him. Okay, I can't say Chubb. Fine. There was a videotape of Robert's friend Scott saying Picton told him a good way to kill a female heroin addict was to
0: inject her with windshield washer fluid. A second tape revealed Picton mentioning killing sex workers by handcuffing them and strangling them. Then, this is disgusting, bleeding and gutting them before feeding them to pigs. He was just treating them like animals. Like garbage. Yeah, and he was. He knew how to butcher. Yeah, he knew
1: how to butcher and use a knife. There were photos presented to the court of a
0: garbage bag found on his property containing some of the remains of Mona Wilson. In October 2007, a juror was accused of having made up her mind already that Picton was innocent. It was reported that she said, From what I have seen, I am certain Robert Picton is innocent and there is no way he could have done this. The court system has arrested the wrong guy. All right, Mises. The
1: juror denied this completely, and the judge ruled that she could remain on the jury since they could not prove that she had made those statements.
0: What's Wrong with our justice? Yeah, like, though? what? <laughs> like, what? I guess they couldn't prove it. <laughs> uh, Maybe someone was trying to sabotage the case. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe
1: it was him. Because
0: I, I don't know how the fucking jury works, but whatever.
1: All right, give her. Okay.
0: On December 9, 2007, the jury returned a verdict that Robert Pickton was not guilty on six counts of first-degree murder.
1: But he was found guilty of six counts of second-degree murder and in the deaths
0: of six women. Serena Abbotsway, age 29, when she disappeared in August 2001, her foster mother reported her missing on August 22, 2001.
1: Mona Lee Wilson, The age of 26, she went to her doctor on November 30th, 2001, and was reported missing that night.
0: Andrea Jonesbury, age 22, was last seen in June 2001 and reported missing on June 8th, 2001.
1: Brenda Ann Wolfe, age 32, last seen in February 1999, reported missing on April 25th, 2000.
0: Marnie Lee Frey, last seen August 1997 and reported missing on December 29,
1: 1997. Georgina Faith Pappin, last seen on January 1999 and reported missing in March 2001.
0: In Canada, a second-degree murder conviction carries a punishment of a life sentence with no possibility of parole for a period between 10 to 25 years to be set by the judge. So the fact that he can even apply for parole. Listen,
1: <laughs> man. Listen, you can apply, but I can buy Access plane tickets. Access denied. I can, buy, I can buy plane tickets?
0: Access denied. Electric chair.
1: Death from Alton. <laughs> On December 11th, 2007, after reading 18 victim impact statements, the judge sentenced picked to life in prison with no mal- possibility of parole for 25 years the maximum punishment for second-degree murder
0: to be honest I try to put into words why they went with a second-degree conviction instead of first-degree but honestly I didn't understand what any of it meant and therefore I will not pretend to know that I do all we can take away from this is that they did it for strategic reasons so that they don't get fucked over and end up having to do a new trial on the original 26 charges of first-degree murder
1: yeah they wanted to get him the fucking jail And you know what? Chances are he's gonna rot in that
0: cell. (laughs) He did, I don't know why he did this, but he did try to appeal his conviction in 2008 and requested a new trial. But in 2010, the justices of Supreme Court of Canada unanimously rejected his request, as they should.
1: Period. Picton was also accused of first-degree murder in the deaths of 20 other women and until these charges were stayed on August 4th, 2010. We're now gonna list out the names of the victims of Robert Picton. may they all rest in peace, and may he rot in hell. There's a special place for him in the fiery pits of hell.
0: Here are the 20 women that he was also accused of murdering. Jacqueline Michelle McDonald. Diane Rosemary Rock. Heather Kathleen Bottomley. Jennifer Lynn Firminger. Helen May Hallmark.
1: Patricia Rose Johnson. Heather Chinook. Tanya Hollick. Mm-hmm. Sherry Irving. Inga Monique Hall. Tiffany Drew. Sarah Devers, Cynthia Felix. Angela Rebecca Jardine. Diana Melnick. Deborah Lynn Jones.
0: Wendy Crawford. Kowski, Andrea Faye Borhaven. Kara Louise Ellis and Jane Doe. As of March 2, 2006, the murder charge involving the unidentified woman was lifted. Picton refused to enter a plea on the charge involving this victim, so the court registered a not guilty plea on his behalf. The detailed reasons for the judge's rulings cannot be reported in Canada because of the publication ban covering that specific stage of the trial. Robert is
1: also implicated in the murders of the following women, but charges have not yet been laid: Mary Ann Clark, Yvonne Marie Bowen, Don Teresa Cray, and two unidentified women. What
0: a sick fuck! <laughs> That's so many. Like that to list off. Sorry, my leg has gone numb. Literally took us half the podcast just to list off the women who were murdered.
1: Yeah, it's really scary. And also, um, he like preyed on all these women because they were dealing with like addiction and like they sex were homeless or well. sex workers. Like he picked them up knowing that mm-hmm. they would be easy to pick up.
0: Well, he, he was a loser his whole life and then he had all this money because he had to pick for our money. And he'd go downtown and he'd be like big baller, right? Like he everyone knew he had money they want, they knew he like he kind of got in with this crowd and then like the sex workers were kind of talking amongst each other being like, "Oh yeah, like he'll treat you really good."
1: Yeah, so, he had a reputation yeah. of like
0: like balling out.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I hate that I said that. But yeah.
0: But he built up like he finally had some like he was the man. Like yeah. it was the first time in his life that And he, people would come to him. Yeah, he wasn't a fucking stinky piggy boy. Well, he
1: still is. And if you're watching this stinky piggy, fuck you.
0: Yeah, he fucking stinks. And his brother's not in jail or anything. Even though it's it has been said that there's there's no way he could have done this by himself and that there was a lot more people involved.
1: Well people <laughs> A lot of people. People said that he couldn't have done this by himself because he was so fucking dumb. Yeah. So truly. take that,
0: stinky piggy. So like his brother's still <laughs> fucking giving her Dave. David. Fuck you, Dave. I don't even care. I don't care.
1: But like, shouts to Linda. Hope you're having a great life, girl.
0: We don't know nothing about that bitch. I'm not saying like that bitch as in she's a bitch, but like, like you're that bitch, I'm that bitch. We don't know nothing about that bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um. Another thing I just want to add in, cause I forgot to type it in earlier, but it was said by like people who knew him when he was younger that if he wanted to hide away. Oh yeah. He would just, he'd be, um, yeah. I can't even say it, he would hide in like the carcasses of like hogs. Like, inside. You,
1: know that, <laughs> you know that scene of Star Wars when, um, I don't know if it's Luke or Anakin, they get inside the creature to stay warm, and then they find him? Do you remember that? Yes. And he comes out and he's all slimy? Yes. Oh,
0: yes. Yucky. Robert Pickton things. Yeah. that Robert Pickton apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly. Apparently a lot of people like still like dies for him, thinks he's like a good there's, guy. There's
1: there's a whole documentary of people just like fighting for his honor, like literally shut up. This one lady's like, damn, I used Robert, Well, girl. He sucked. She was and probably he in on it. She was probably in on it. There was one of the women um, used to like
0: pick up women for him and mm-hmm. bring them to. There was a lot of people involved. Yeah. Truly, covering it up, knew about it. My God, there's really a dog for in my nose hole right now.
1: Anyways, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. Um, Anything to add?
0: We do have some really exciting things coming up. Like we said in the last episode, we were going to talk about. We are going to get to it. We're going to talk about it soon. We promise. We've got just we can't talk. We can't tell you now. There's going to be a big announcement. So make sure you stay tuned. Subscribe to our YouTube if you if you haven't seen us. We're on camera right now. Living, laughing, loving it. Um, <laughs> if you wanna follow our Instagram, it's just Madeline Kids Podcast. We have a TikTok. We have an email too. If you wanna to email us?
1: It's the Medellin Kids, it's not the it's Meddling kids Podcast yeah, at send hotmail.com. Send us stuff. Send us stuff.
0: an email. Send us an email. <laughs> us an email. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Anyways. Yeah, let's just end it off with Breed. Anyways, guys, this is was fucked up, but we'll see you in a couple weeks. I'm never eating pork again. Ugh, I don't eat it anyways. We'll awesome. be talking. Awesome job. No,
1: that's not our handshake we do. What do we do? This. Oh, okay. Remember, whenever no. we film, we do that. Do we? Yes! We only filmed once. <laughs> it was our rule that we made. Was it? I yes, remember. you fucking bitch. I'm sorry. God, lay off the fucking blue canoes, girl.
0: <laughs> I'm addicted to my sleeping pill.